Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 81. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. My name is Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned business growth strategist, helping entrepreneurs around the world to make six and seven figure leaps in their business. Each week, we bring you multiple episodes designed to help you go further faster in accomplishing your goals and dreams. Now let's get down to business. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am thrilled to have with me today, Angus Nelson. Angus, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Kelly. Great to be here. Let's tell the audience a little bit about you. So Angus works with executives of the world's largest companies as a speaker, coach, and facilitator. He's spoken at corporate headquarters for Walmart, Whole Foods, Coke, Adobe, and Swisscom. He's also the annual MC of the ATEC conference in Aruba. His podcast host, he's the podcast host of Up In Your Business podcast and was recognized as a top 20 business podcast of 2015 in Inc.com. He's been featured on AOL, Huffington Post, VentureBeat, Social Fresh, and the three major television networks. Angus has also been recognized as a top 5% speaker by Monster.com and a volunteer of the year. His book, Love's Compass, How Do You Recover After a Lost Relationship, earned him Most Promising New Writer in 2010. He lives in Nashville, Tennessee, and is married and has three children. Angus, welcome to the show. Wow, is that a mouthful. Great right. to be here, Kelly. Thanks so much. I love it. I love it. Okay, you have so much great value to add to our audience today that it was really hard for me to narrow down what I wanted to talk to you about. But I think it would be great to get started with mindset. You know, because I think that people choose to listen to this show because they want to go further faster. And a lot of times we can be our own worst enemy, right? It's like us oh, and us alone. Don't say it isn't so. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So give us some keys here for people that are ready to like break through their own mindset and overcome whatever it is that they've been stuck on to take that next step in their business or in their life to move forward. Help us out. Sure. So, gosh, that's just such a wide open swath. I think if I were going to start with mindset, it's right there at the start. You know, it was Tom Petty that said in his song, to quote him, the waiting was the hardest part. And I think that's part of our problem is it's actually not hard at all. It's actually super easy. We wait all the time. We get ideas, we get dreams, we get vision, but we never actually execute and we make every excuse possible not to actually do the thing we say we're going to do. Mm-hmm. We become, you know, committed to analyzing everything and then you get that paralysis of analysis to lose, use the cliche or we, you know, continue learning because we think, well, if I keep learning, well, then I'll, I'll get really good. So when I actually deploy, then I'm going to be fantastic. And all of that's great and good. But the reality is just to get out there and start. That's the hardest part. Yeah. And it's the only way to ever get good. It's the only way. Like everybody wants that that silver bullet of like how you can get good in a vacuum, right? But like really there's no way to get good at anything unless you actually get out and do it, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a whole lot of psychology behind all of that, um, you know, to putting yourself out there. And yet putting yourself out there is the, the key to any kind of opportunity. And so why don't we backtrack a little bit to just the whole element of um, the fear of failure, because mm-hmm. that's a topic people love to talk about. And I think it's BS. Mm-hmm. 
because it's not about failure that we're truly afraid of as much as we're afraid of success. Mm-hmm. In our head, we do not see ourselves capable of becoming the person we know we need to become in order to do the thing we need to do. All of us are pre-programmed in some form or fashion to discount, to devalue, to eliminate ourselves from being that person. Mm-hmm. Regardless of how we grew up, we're going to find some excuse because of our experience or um, you know, the nature-nurture of growing up. Maybe it was a coach that spoke down to us. Maybe it was a teacher that didn't believe in us. We have all of these excuses. Maybe you had tragedy in your life. Maybe you had uh, people do something to you. And I, I always say there's, there's three things that happen to us that, that keep us from moving forward. It's the things that uh, people do to us. It's the things we do to others. Or worse, it's the things we do ourselves. Right. Yeah. And so we've completely concocted these storylines of shame and blame, victim mentalities, and all of these dark parts of us that then play out into the opportunities for us to be light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they create cycles, right? So we kind of live in that cycle of the the box that we like built for ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So so you know, how do you think that people that know what they need to do? Most people know what they need to do. The problem is they struggle to get themselves to do it. What do you think is the best mindset strategy for actually getting yourself to do it? Cuz we know what we need to do. We we really really do, right? Mhm. Yeah. And when I was in a former life, when I, I did, um, I, I used, my background is ministry. Um, I was a youth pastor. And one of the things that I found that was a common trait is exactly that. Most of us know exactly what we're supposed to do. Oh, yeah. We just don't give ourselves permission. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that I like to, to tell people to do is hang out with the people who are actually doing the stuff. Yes. There is an element of positive uh, peer pressure when you're around people who are executing on their dreams. Oh, it's so true. Right? It creates accountability. But here's the thing is we want our comfort, right? So in our comfort, we hang around people who are just like us. Right. And so they'll settle and they'll validate your complacency. Yes. Yes, that's exactly what it, that is exactly what it is. And then when you do step up and you put yourself in the stream with other people that are swimming, it's like, you're going to, you're going to swim or, or you're going to drown, right? Like you're going to swim. You're going to keep up with the pace. Everybody else is swimming. And it's so true. And I think too many times, um, people that are just getting started say, you know, I'll get help when, you know, and it's all about you'll you'll get help when you're at a certain level of success. And, you know, what I always say to people and, you know, it's absolutely true. You've never seen a professional athlete that gets a coach once they become a professional athlete. Right. Like it, it's it's unheard of. It'll never happen because it takes a coach to get you to that level. And I think that's why that that tip that you just gave of surrounding yourself with other people that are following their dreams, that are already doing it, that are essentially ahead of you is Mm -hmm. one of the biggest things that you can do to break out of your own box that you've created for yourself. And, and like you said, stop, you know, allowing yourself to come up with all the reasons why to not move. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, for me, I've got three programs I'm in right now with coaching for me in different areas for um, 
social business marketing. Yeah. That was my industry. And that a lot's changed in the last three years since I did it. So I'm learning about that and in particular uh, live video and, mm-hmm. and how, to, how to garner that and how to, how to leverage that. And I've got uh, coaching helping me with creating um, you know, funnels and digital um, programs for uh, lead generation as well as you know, delivery methods. And then I've got another coach that's even helping me on my coaching. Yeah. I've got a coach for my coaching. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's what people that are committed to success do. I think same as you. I think I have it written on my whiteboard here in my office. I think right now I have my team and myself in total six different programs, each one on a very niche specific area of the business that we're focused mm-hmm. on trying to improve and want to see more tangible return on investment from. And, you know, when you're committed to your success, you you engage and you also mm-hmm. cut over the, the years of guessing and testing and trial and error and you go find someone that's already perfected the system and, and learn the system so that you can mm-hmm. be successful too, right? Yeah. You know, at the, at the end of the day, we don't know what we don't know. Mm-hmm. And out of our own arrogance and narcissism, we think the world revolves around the way our head revolves around us. Mm-hmm. And all we know is what our eyes see and what our brain thinks and what our heart feels. And what we don't understand is that until we expose ourselves to another perspective and we have the humility to place ourselves in uh, an arena where people might know more or, or think differently, um, only then can we learn new things or get revelation. I always say like, it, it's as if we are all looking at the same mountain but just from a different perspective. Yes, 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 yes. I love that. And getting to that place of humility and even transparency or vulnerability or whatever you want to call it, it's as if you are giving yourself permission to take a step to the left or to the right to see a different perspective. Yeah. No, I I love that. I I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I think that I like what you said about the humility because to grow, to be more – to go further, to do more. You have to get comfortable being humble because you have to start over consistently. Like I get interviewed on podcasts every week and they ask me like, you seem like you're so high energy. You seem like you're so focused and driven and excited about what you're doing. Like, do you ever like get knocked down? I'm like, uh, hell yeah. Every time we start something new, you're totally humbled because you start over from zero Mm -hmm. and you have to build a new skill. If you want to take the next step, you have Mm -hmm. to be willing to start over. You have to be willing to be exposed for being where you are with that particular thing that you're trying to learn and grow in, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I said something earlier that I think is kind of related to that. You know, I said, you know, we have these things in our head that are as a product of the things that we've done to others or things they've done to us. And then that third piece is the things we do to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't realize that many times we sabotage ourselves because of um, things that um, – disqualify, you know, as I was saying, the disqualification stuff that we lay upon ourselves, that narcissism, that ego, um, that I, I shared for me, it was in 2001 and I was running a nonprofit organization and I was committed to making it work during a time when 9-11 hit, funds were drying up. We made some bad business decisions. I was in debt about 72 K And I was going to prove to the community, to my wife, to my family, to my friends that I was going to gut this out and make it happen. Mm -hmm. I worked harder and harder, 60, 70, 80-hour work weeks. Mm -hmm. 
And I was quote unquote committed to the cause. And what I found is in light of that stress and that pressure, my own arrogance and narcissism, Mm -hmm. I know what it's like to fail. And for you listeners who are listening, who think that you don't need help, that you don't need someone um, in whatever place you're at, be it an addiction or something that you're coping, or it's just thinking that you have all the answers, I want to encourage you to invite others into your space and to find trusted advisors that have permission to ask you the tough questions. Because it took me five years to get back in the saddle again. Mm -hmm. Now, I would not be who I am today. I would not have the quotient of, you know, emotional intelligence that I have today. I wouldn't have the conviction of helping others the way that I have today. And I wouldn't have the people skills that I feel I learned in light of my brokenness. I learned what beauty really was. And I was able to put aside ego and narcissism and all that other ridiculousness and stop playing games Mm -hmm. and instead learning how to be true to myself and be inspiring and motivating to those around me, learning that the world does not revolve around me, but rather I get the opportunity to revolve around it. Mm -hmm. And my whole life now is not about what I can accumulate. It's now a matter of what I can motivate, what I can give away, and what kind of generosity I can pour into those around me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I think that everyone has a choice, right? So we have a choice of taking our past struggles or failures or missteps and turning them into like the battle wound that you carry everywhere with you that is your excuse for everything that you don't do or whatever you don't live up to or whatever you don't take action on or why you aren't where you want to be. Or, you know, it's kind of the the fuel that Mm, moves mm. you forward and and charges you towards actually taking those steps to make things different in the future than they Mm -hmm. were in the past. And I think that's the choice that we all have to make every single day in our lives, right? Yep, absolutely. And um, I was talking with a friend of mine. He said his grandmother always said that good stories happen to people that can tell them. Mm -hmm. And when we understand that premise that when something happens to us, that it can be a gift to teach us something. Now, I'm not saying that that's put upon you for anything, you know, that anyone intended to be good. It's about that choice that I can turn that into something good, no matter what it is. You know, I did a lot of traveling. My mother's from New Zealand. She taught me when I get out of school, grab a backpack and go. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I was in the Soviet Union for two months in 1991. I left two months later. The tanks rolled in uh, to Moscow, and that was the transition of the Iron Curtain. I've been into Thailand. I've been into the back country there. I've been into the back country of Venezuela. I was in New Zealand, south of France. I was in Haiti and Mexico, et cetera, et cetera. And everywhere you go, you realize that people are the same. They have a need for love. I need to know they're not alone, and I need to know that they have a purpose. Mm -hmm. And if we don't discover those three things, we'll never fully be able to be ourselves and live effectively. And the second piece to that is, even in places like Haiti, where they did not have even close to the things that I call comfort in my world, they still had joy and passion and dreams. 
And we spend far too much time scrolling through Facebook and comparing ourselves to the people around us, wondering why we don't have something instead of cherishing what we do have. And then out of that, building the things we believe in. Yeah. No, I I couldn't agree more. And I think not only that, but asking what can we give versus what can we get? Yeah. And I think that that mindset and mentality has kind of overrun our culture a little Mm. bit. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that each of us have the opportunity in our everyday lives to ask, what can we give instead of what can we get? And that small shift in thinking can can create a a massive change in the way that Mm -hmm. people treat each other and the quality of life that we all have and the experiences that we have and the relationships that we share, you know. Mm -hmm. And if you're listening and you're saying, I don't have anything to give, I don't know what to give. Well, that right there is is a point of con- of your insecurity and, and your lack of belief in in you and your your skills and your talents. You know, I would say to you that if you looked at a lot of your decisions, you'd probably recognize the fact that your decisions are made in things you're trying to get away from, rather than making decisions for things you want to move towards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that comes from a mindset of lack. And from lack, you get desperation. From lack, you get competitiveness. From lack, you see yourself as less than versus getting to that place of abundance. And from abundance, you can see that all things are possible. From abundance, you can live generously. From abundance, you can learn to give. Abundance always has possibility and opportunity. Love it. And and I, I couldn't agree more. And I think that um, just a little thing that I know completely changed my life was when I started doing a gratitude meditation every single day. It's the first thing I do in the morning. It's the last thing I do at night. And it completely transformed my level of happiness in my mm-hmm. everyday life, my level of fulfillment, um, my level of peace. Like my inner peace completely shifted and completely changed because I I think when you have gratitude, you also have perspective. And when you have perspective, you can see the measure of all things, right? Right, right. And, And so how do you connect to gratitude? One of the things that I teach people is that in our world, as we stated when we first started this, we, we look at the past and we qualify ourselves according to the past. And it can be good or bad. If we look at the bad, then it disqualifies. If we look at the good, we're like, oh, remember the good old days? Remember, uh, what was the guy from uh, Napoleon Dynamite? Uh, Uncle Rick, Rico? Uncle Rico could throw a, a pigskin a quarter of a mile. I bet I could throw it over that mountain. Mm-hmm. And so we remember the good old days. Well, then the other opposite is that we look at the future. And we have these goals and these dreams, like I have to marry a certain so-and-so and I have to find my someone, or I have to get a certain size home, or I have to get a certain car, or I have to get a certain income, or the office with the corner view. And we have these things that we call goals. We have these things that often they become elusive because once you get to one, you've got to have another and then another. And you're constantly going to be putting things out in front of you so they never feed you with satisfaction or fulfillment. Either one of those two, the past or the present, will never bring you gratitude because it's always a pursuit. Right. It's not until you become present and understand what's around you and who's around you and how you can influence yourself and those around you that you truly connect to gratitude. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I love it. Beautiful, beautiful. So let's talk a little bit. I want to explore a little bit the work that you're doing and also some of the new ventures that you're working on right now. So, you know, obviously you've worked with the who's who of, um, you know, some bigger companies. And, and tell me a little bit about the type of work that you do with them. And mm-hmm. then tell me a little bit about uh, where the future is going for you and, and you know, the work that you're going to be doing more with individuals and, and have started doing in, in your coaching practice. Sure. So I have a life of duality right now. So I have, you know, for lack of better terms, a day job while I do the side hustle, right? So the day job, I work with a company called Crowd Companies. We're a council or an association where large brands um, pay us a fee to be a part of a one-year membership. We are focused on what's called the collaborative economy. There's everything from Uber to Lyft to Airbnb. And then beyond that, we get into cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin, Internet of Things. We look at autonomous vehicles, uh, artificial intelligence, et cetera, et cetera. Everything that's disrupting, we are finding opportunities through our research and data into giving these big brands um, possibilities in partnering or developing it and um, creating their own startups within. Mm, very so it's interesting. Okay. All about innovation. So when we go into um, these different companies, um, we are bringing thought leadership, we're bringing them education, we're also bringing them um, collaboration from their peers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we network it with them with you know, consultants, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what I do during the day job, right? So my goal, and ironically, I'm working with people from some of the top schools on the globe who are working for these great companies, making incredible money, and still contending with these same mindsets. And I often find myself doing just as much encouragement, cheerleading, and, 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 and coaching as I am anything else. And so none of us are um, immune, right, mm-hmm. to, to these elements. Um, and that's what inspired me to then start this um, the side project, which is you know my website, AngusNelson.com. I started my podcast, Up In Your Business, because I leveraged two pieces. One is business insights and expertise. And the other one is Up In Your Business, mm-hmm. the psychology and emotional elements necessary for quote-unquote success. Or as you would say, unstoppable success. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, great. No, I love it. So it's really, it's so awesome to see the path that people follow and the journey that they're on. And it's so interesting to see too how much your um, path shifts and grows and changes. And, you know, as you learn, um, different things bring you fulfillment and excitement, you know, and and your focus changes. So I always love to hear kind of the journey of, of what people were working on, now what they're working on. Um, and what the future is going to look like. So I know you've done a lot of research um, and, and really studied, you know, um, what kind of the, the two big competencies are, the two big things that, um, you know, get people to achieve a really high level of success. Can you speak a little bit to that? Sure. Um, I love what you said, you know, the, the fact that, you know, people's stories and how they get to their careers, most of the people that I work with, um, their job titles didn't exist 10 years ago. They, they, they weren't, they weren't even existence, Mm -hmm. you know, anything from social business marketing to innovation to labs, like those didn't exist 
Right. And so people who graduated with an MBA a decade ago, none of that applies. Yeah, that's right. Like the speed of of transition of business and business models is so transformative right now. So as such, the first thing that um, I've been learning uh, through my interviews and research, it's all pointing towards this whole fact that you have to remain a self-learner. Nobody's going to hand it to you on a silver platter. Nobody's going to allow you the opportunity to rest on your laurels and say, well, I've got this all figured out. I'll coast this out for the next 25 years and get my gold watch, which is kind of a joke in and of itself because nobody stays at a job more than three years anymore. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like in our industry, when someone says, I've been at this company for uh, 12 years, like you're kind of not the norm. Right. That right, that's very true. It is not it's not very frequently that you see that anymore. And, you know, so it that this concept of self-learning I think is really important to to spend a moment on because, you know, I think you obviously we're talking here a lot about not just business but mindset and I think it's so important for people to know that to develop an unstoppable mindset, to develop a mindset that gets you to where you want to go, it's something that you actually have to work on. Like it's something it's that you intentional. Have, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. It's intentional and it's ongoing. And I think that's that's the biggest mistake that you can possibly make is to think that any of these things you learn it once and then you do it and you get results and then that's it. Yeah. It's like it's an ever, you know, it's an ever never ending cycle of learning and growth um, to continue to, you know, I always say that the growth of the business stops with the growth of the business owner. Absolutely. Right? And mm-hmm. so, no, that's great. Okay, so that was the first one. And then tell us a little bit about the second key that you found. All right, so I'll tell you about the second piece, but I'm going to throw in this last caveat about learning. Faces, spaces, and places. Mm-hmm. Change the faces you're hanging around. Get around people who, like we were saying, the different views up the mountain. They're in a different industry. They're in a different job title. Get around people who see the world differently, different culture, different age group different generation. Learn from those around you just by interacting. That's the faces. The spaces, if you're in finance, if you're in um, startup, if you're in uh, manufacturing, go to someone else's conference that has nothing to do with what you what your industry is. I was just at uh, APA, what is that? Uh, American Payroll Association. I'm hanging out with HR and payroll two weeks ago. It was fascinating. I sat in the conference. And I, first of all, they were a lot of fun. I, that was not my assumption. I totally made a judgment on them. Like, these people are probably, you know, number crunchers. They're probably not that, you know, vivacious. Mm-hmm. They were great. They were amazing. I was totally um, blown away by that event. And I got a different perspective. And then faces, you have your spaces and then your places. Change where your desk is. Change um, what direction you're facing. Don't work in just the cubicle. Don't just work at the coffee shop. Don't just work at the library. Mix it up. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. You no. Know? So that's that's just you. You learn by what you expose yourself, and so those are really simple ways. Um, and then hopefully you're going to read a ton of books on and on different topics too. But that so that's the mindset. The second one is this: is that not only are you just learning. And becoming a self-learner, but you're also connecting and valuing relationships, offering value to everyone you come in contact with. 
We forget that we live in a human world. As digital as we may be, as stuck to our phones and our devices as we may be, it's still a very human world. And as much as people want to say we're moving to just digital interaction, there will always be a human quotient. I can't tell you how many people I've met on social media, become friends on social, and when I got them face-to-face and in the flesh, the dynamics of that relationship went to a completely different level. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think one of the things that's going to come as we get deeper and deeper into kind of the internet marketing age is that people are going to crave real life interaction, real people. And I think those that extend themselves into being human and actually engaging and interacting with other humans are Mm -hmm. going to be so rare and so highly valued that they're going to rise. Absolutely. Because uh, I, I think that we are so interconnected and yet so completely alone in this age of the internet. It, it's like ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. And the data that we're doing in the day job is pointing towards why I'm doing my pivot on my my um, side hustle. Mm-hmm. The data is pointing towards the future of work being more disconnected than it's ever been and yet interconnected. And here's mm-hmm. what I mean. The incentive for large companies to have full-time staff is becoming less and less. You're seeing massive layoffs. You're going to see even more. And what they're going to do is they're going to hire on-demand workforces from across the globe Mm -hmm. for specific and intentional projects. And they're going to hire specialists over generalists. And so it's a threat to employees. It's a threat to leadership because they're going to have to change. Mm -hmm. So on the people side of it, from the employee side of it, we have to manage our own brands. We have to develop our own um, uh, reputation and manage our own reputation. We're going to have to be able to make connections to different companies and the decision makers. Those decision makers will be HR. HR is no longer going to be on the company side. Talent acquisition, they're going to be talent management. And so now they're going to have to say, hey, remember Jack and Sally when we did that one project? We've got another six-month one coming. Let's go see if they're available. Mm -hmm. The game is going to change dramatically. In addition, we have another generation coming up behind that's going to require more succinct emotional quotients that have people skills, that can um, be able to inspire, be able to connect and collaborate, and be able to bring them into an organization to build loyalty because they're going to get ownership. And that completely changes the game. So uh, that's all the stuff I'm looking at, and I'm building tools and resources preparing for that uh, next wave. Wow. I love it. So interesting. So compelling. And, and yeah, I mean, uh, it, de- it definitely sounds like that's the direction things are going. So listen, you've added a ton of value. And I think more than anything, you've given people a lot to really ponder and think about and um, make some decisions based on today. So thank you so much for that. And I know that you have a special ebook that you put together for our listeners. Can you share a little bit about that and where people can get their hands on that? A great segue. Nice, Kelly. So the whole element of relationships is built on, you know, we go to events, we go to conferences, we go to different uh, elements of our industry and expose ourselves to people. If you're one of the 65% of Americans, and I'm speaking specifically, I don't know what the numbers are for globally, but Americans, 65% label themselves as introvert. That's where they get their energy. 
The beauty of introverts is they're also really powerful when it comes to people, but oftentimes they feel intimidated. So I built an ebook to give you the tools and resources to help you manifest your major strength. If you're an extrovert, this will help you learn ways to dial back some of your extroversion that may actually be sabotaging you. And so I built an ebook and I actually have just created a um, landing page for your audience to come. You can download it for free at angusnelson.com forward slash unstoppable. I love it. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And we will definitely share that in the show notes as well. So everybody can head over to kellyroachcoaching.com and snag that link so that they can take advantage of that. Thank you so much. So any parting words that you want to leave our audience with here today? If I were going to give you parting words, I'm going to go back to this mindset. Whatever you're contending with, whatever you think is holding you back, the one thing I want you to know is that you are not alone. Others have gone before you and crawled out from every failure, every limitation, and every setback. There are people who are ready, willing, and able to encourage you and help walk you through whatever it is you're facing that's holding you back. Invite them into your world. I love it. What a powerful finish to our our interview here. Thank you so much, Angus. You've been such a great guest today. Really appreciate having you on the show. Oh, my pleasure, Kelly. All right. And for everybody listening, if you're not already part of the Kelly Roach Coaching Community, I'm going to encourage you to hit pause now. Use that phone that you're listening to the episode with right now and text the word IGNITE to 44222. Every week we send out incredible free resources to help you go further faster and achieve your goals. So if you want to get in on all the action, all you have to do is text the word IGNITE to 44222. So until next time, I want to remind you to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Unstoppable Success Radio. And if you're not already a member of my private email community, I want you to text the word IGNITE to 44222. Text the word IGNITE to 44222 to get all the resources, trainings, swipe files, and tips I only share there. If you're not already a member, all you have to do is text IGNITE to 44222 to get in on all the action. Thanks so much.